This is my tribe. 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 What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. one of your tribe leaders. It's his birthday, and we're going to sing him happy birthday. And he's shaking his head no, and that's okay, because we're going to do it anyways, because that's what we do here at Tribe. So ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to Happy Happy birthday, dear Caleb. Happy birthday. Yeah, give him a round of applause. He's awesome. He is awesome. Happy birthday, Caleb. I hope that was everything you dreamed of. (laughs) All right, so have you guys ever been in a really, really loud atmosphere? Like, raise your hand if you've been in a really loud atmosphere. I'm talking really loud, not just a little loud, like not just the cafeteria. I'm talking like blow, yeah, blow your eardrums out kind of loud. See, I'll never forget the very first time that I went to a racetrack. And it was about five years ago or so, and I had, I had no idea really what to expect I really liked racing. I'd watched it on TV. It seemed like it was kind of loud on TV, but I didn't really know what to expect. I'd never been to a racetrack in person. And this wasn't NASCAR or anything like that. It was a lower division of racing. I'm not going to bore you with details that you don't really care about. Regardless, they were loud cars. They were really loud cars. And I didn't have any earplugs. I didn't have any at all. I didn't know that that was something that you would even need. I didn't know that that was anything that people did at racetracks. I just showed up. I was excited. And I got up real close to the fence, like right where the track is. I mean, it was just from me to you was where the cars were coming through. And I was so excited. I was ready for them to get off the finish line or the starting line. And I was looking around me. I looked to my left. I looked to my right. I just did it backwards because I don't know my directions. Regardless, I looked around and I saw that all these people around me had earplugs in. They had like over-ear protection. And I was like, what 
is going on? Do I need that? So I looked over to my friend who was next to me at the time, and he had earplugs in because he's a super nice guy and didn't tell me that I might need those. So he has them in. I look at him. I say, dude, do, you, do I need those? And he's like, what? And he pulls it out. And as soon as he pulls it out, there go the cars, and they're super loud. It's crazy. My eardrums, like I couldn't hardly take it. And then they go around the side, and I'm like, okay, it's not too bad. Okay, here they are. And then they come back around again, and I promise you I felt like my eardrums had almost ruptured. The cars, they were so loud. They were echoing off the grandstands. The fans were yelling out of excitement. I had zero ear protection at all. My Apple Watch was going off like crazy. I don't know if you have those alerts on there that tell you that the noise levels around you are getting too high. Mine told me it was at a dangerous level, and if I didn't leave, I could probably go deaf. So I didn't know what to think. I was pretty sure that at that moment that I had lost my hearing, I was never going to hear again. And I was so, like, I was like, wow, this is loud. This is loud. So needless to say, I walked away from the racetrack, and I went to the little store they had, and I bought some earplugs, like the little baby that I was, and put them in my ears. And I felt a lot better. My ears, they didn't keep bleeding. I swear I felt blood dripping down the side of my ear at one point. I don't think it actually happened. I'm kidding. But it was an experience that I'll never forget and I don't think it was because of the racetrack and the racing. It was because it was so loud. It was just so loud. And in this series, we've been talking about, like, what is true for young people. And people in your phase of life, people that are going through what you're currently going through in life. And when it comes to being young, being someone in your phase of life, I think there is one thing that is uniquely true to almost everyone, and that's there is a lot of noise in your life. There's a lot of noise. Just think about for a second your day-to-day life. Maybe you are someone who listens to music with your headphones on, and you turn the volume all the way up. We got any people in here who turn the volume all the way up in their headphones? Yeah. Or maybe you get in the car and you immediately turn the volume up and make your mom or dad really, really mad. Or you do it with your friends and you guys are just singing your heads off in the car. Or maybe you're someone who gets in trouble in class for being too loud. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I think I know the ones in here who get too loud for <laughs> in class. But maybe you're someone who loses your voice at a football game on a Friday night. Or maybe you're not a loud person at all. Maybe you're not loud, but you constantly feel like you find yourself around people who are loud. Like you just feel like you're always surrounded by noise. See, I'm not saying that young people are just loud. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that when we are young, noise, it just seems to find us. And it can be hard to figure out what or who we need to listen to in this life. See, this is especially true when we're making decisions about literally anything in our lives. And have you ever noticed, have you ever noticed that everyone seems to have an opinion about what you should or shouldn't do? Everyone has an opinion about it. There's so much noise about what we should do. At this phase of life, you guys are deciding what you like and what you don't like, who you like and who you don't like, 
how to drive or dreaming of how you would drive whenever you get your license, what your personal style is going to be, what kinds of jobs that you're going to pursue, who to date, what kind of person that you want to be. See, it's a lot. There's a lot going on in our heads. It's hard to make decisions about who you like, about what job you want one day, what your style will be, what kind of person that you're going to be like whenever you feel like there's so much noise in your life. See, some friends, they say you should do one thing. Some friends tell you to do something completely different. Then your siblings, they have their own advice for you. And then your parents, they have their own perspective. See, your coaches, they weigh in too. And your teachers, and your guidance counselors, and your parents' friends, and your friends' friends, and your friends' siblings. There's just a lot of noise. Or maybe you wish you had someone in your life who shared their opinions and their perspectives with you. But instead, you have the advice of some random guy on TikTok, some YouTuber who just has millions of subscribers, or some article that you found on Google. See, there's so much noise, so much noise surrounding almost every single decision that you want to make. And you guys already know this, but the, the real kicker here is that there's all these opinions, but not all of these people agree, and not all of them are right. So with all of this noise, all of these opinions, and all of the voices speaking into your life, how do you know who or what to listen to? See, we're going to talk about Paul and Timothy again tonight. And we, we've talked about Paul a little bit in the last couple of series, and he is one of the greatest leaders in the history of Christianity. He spent a lot of time investing into a younger guy named Timothy. And we talked about Timothy last week, and, and they traveled and worked together until eventually Timothy was leading on his own at a church in a city called Ephesus. So in order to pass along some wisdom about life and leadership, Paul decided to write Timothy a letter to encourage him. And many people view the tone of this letter to Timothy. Paul's tone to Timothy was a father instructing a son. That's how the tone was. See, there's one part of this letter that we've been focusing on specifically throughout this series the last week or so. It says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. It's 1 Timothy 4, 12. In fact, we have copies of two letters that Paul wrote to Timothy, and they're just full of advice, full of wisdom, and just full of direction for his life. See, it wasn't just spiritual stuff either that Paul was guiding him in. And here's what I mean. Paul gave Timothy advice about how to fix stomach problems, about what to do when people are fighting around him. See, what it takes to be a good leader, specific names of people to avoid that were bad news, how to use the Bible, how to handle money, what kind of stuff to avoid, 
what kind of people to hang out with, how to impress older people, and how to show respect to everyone. So he filled him with all kinds of wisdom and knowledge. Paul wasn't just Timothy's Bible teacher in life. He wasn't just a chaperone to him. Paul was Timothy's go-to advice guy. Go-to. Even more than that, Paul was someone older than him who shared wisdom with Timothy that would make his life better, better than it ever could be without it. In fact, this kind of wisdom is what the letters of, of 1 and 2 Timothy are just full of. And it's worth it to go back and read them for yourself. So if you haven't read 1 and 2 Timothy, I encourage you to do so because there's so much wisdom in there for how we can live our lives today. See, Paul didn't teach Timothy lessons just meant for his future once he was no longer young anymore. These were lessons for life. Paul helped Timothy figure out what to do in circumstances of his life as a young person, but he could carry them out forever. In other words, when Timothy wondered this question, whenever he wondered, how do I know what I don't know? Have you ever asked yourself that question before? How do I know what I don't know? See, Paul would be the answer to that. Timothy would say, okay, how do I know what I don't know? Ask Paul. I'll ask him. And here's the reason that we're talking about this today. It's a little thing that makes a really big difference in our lives, so I do not want you to miss this. You see, it was Timothy's choice to go to Paul. Timothy understood that we all need the wisdom of someone older than us. We need wisdom of people older than us. See, this is true for you in middle school and high school, and it's even true for me now. It's true for all of your tribe leaders. We need wisdom from people who have experience. You see, the thing is, is that you have a really unique opportunity to take advantage of right now, a super unique opportunity at your age. See, when you're in high school, when you're in middle school, one thing that you can do that will change your whole high school experience is to pick a mentor. Pick a mentor in your life. Or pick a group of mentors in your life. See, these are people who can help you in real life ways. They'll walk alongside you as, you as you navigate life through middle school, through high school. They can give you great advice. They can be here for you when you don't know what to do. They're the people that you can lean on and say, hey, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to do next. I need your help. And I want you to please hear me on this. You can still totally listen to people your age. I'm not telling you to just cut everybody off and only listen to people older than you. But the truth is, is that the people who are older than you, they have more life experience. They have highs and lows of life. They have these things that they've gone through that equip them to help you navigate real world situations. See, now, before you just go find some random person, because maybe you're already thinking of somebody in your head or maybe you're not at all. But before you just find some random person that's older and then you begin to just get advice from them, like, I'm not saying to just go find anyone. It's important that we, we use wisdom for who we're choosing to be our mentors. So what I'm saying is, is that being older than you is not the only qualification 
for a mentor. I want you to look at these two filters to help you pick great mentors. And the first one is they have to make wise decisions in their own life. They have to make wise decisions in their own life. I'm not talking about perfection, like good luck finding that. Nobody's perfect. I'm talking about a person with a pattern of making healthy choices in their life. See, a great way to determine this is to ask yourself this question. Ask yourself, does this person make the kind of decisions that lead to the kind of life that I hope to live? If the answer is yes, then you're on your way to finding a great mentor. And I'm talking about, does this person try to live a life that reflects Jesus? Do they try to live a life that reflects Jesus? Does this person try to love other people like Jesus? Does this person try to teach me how to live a life like Jesus? They can be a great life coach, and sure, that could be helpful to you. But if they don't also have a relationship with Jesus, then we're wasting our time as Christians looking for mentors. This doesn't mean that we can't learn things from them, but we have to understand that if Jesus isn't at the center of it, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Which leads to my second filter for finding a mentor. The second one is they have to care enough about you to tell you the truth. They have to care enough about you to tell you the truth. You see, a great mentor will tell you what you need to hear, not just what you want to hear. We so often look for people that are just going to tell us yes, or just going to tell us, yeah, you're doing great, you're doing awesome. But a great mentor will tell you the difficult things out of love if they believe that it's going to help you grow for the better. And yes, sometimes it's really difficult to hear the hard truth. But it's also the way that we grow. It's the only way we can grow. Having someone in your life who will tell you the truth, even if you don't want to hear the truth, is one of the greatest gifts that you can ever receive in this life. See, a great mentor is one who knows the gospel and one who's able to tell you when you aren't reflecting Jesus in your life. Also tells you when you are, but a great mentor can tell you when you're not. It may not be fun to hear that, that your actions aren't reflecting Jesus, but a great mentor will tell you, love you through it, and then they help you correct it. See, it's all a part of growing. The Christian walk is not always an easy one. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be bumps in the road. But when we have someone that's older than us, someone with life experience, who has been through some of the things that we have, it makes it a little bit easier. See, I want you to have a mentor now that can, that can invest in who you are as a person, can invest in what you enjoy in life, but most importantly, can invest in the way that you're following Jesus. So no matter if, if this is your first time at church or if it's your 8,000th time, we all need a godly mentor in our lives. We all do. Someone who can speak the truth of the gospel into our lives. Someone who can encourage us with biblical truths. Someone who points us to prayer and points us to worship. 
and someone who cares more about what God thinks than what the world thinks. They don't have to be perfect. Like I said earlier, no one is. But if we look to Jesus' direction first and then have someone in our lives who's also looking to Jesus' direction first that's helping us along the way, this is the kind of mentor that we're looking for. So when the noise is turned up in your life and everyone seems to have an opinion and you feel like you have all these voices, one of the best things that you can do for yourself is to decide ahead of time who you're going to listen to. Because there's going to be a lot of voices in your life. There's going to be a lot of people who tell you this is right and this is wrong. There's going to be a lot of people who try and direct you down this path or direct you down another. And if you don't know who you need to listen to, it's going to get really confusing. It's going to get really loud. And at that moment, you're not going to know who to listen to. See, I know that this isn't necessarily like a common way to live at your age or in middle school and high school. Like, it's not like you go to school and everyone's just talking about, hey, I met with my mentor. Hey, have you found a mentor? I'm talking about finding another great mentor. We, like, you don't hear those conversations. But here is why this is so important. Wisdom or knowing what to do to, whenever you're faced life's circumstances, it comes from experience. Wisdom comes from experience. So at this current time in your life, you can choose to learn from people that have 15 years of wisdom, 30 years of wisdom, 40, 65, whatever. The choice is yours, but one of the best choices that I believe you can make is to pick a mentor. See, like Timothy, you can have more wisdom than what's common of people your age. You can make better decisions because you have the experience and wisdom of someone older than you in addition to your own. You've got like a leg up on other people. So just imagine the, the impact that this could have on your life. Imagine if you could make great decisions in life right now. Imagine if you didn't always have to learn from your mistakes. You could learn from the mistakes of somebody else. See, better decisions than, than I made when I was your age, better decisions than some of your tribe leaders made whenever they were your age. You can make the kind of decisions that will shape your life for the better now. And the key is as simple as just acknowledging that we all need the wisdom of someone older. See, you can choose to, to live as, as though this is true. You can choose to live as though this is, this is an important piece of your life and you can go find a mentor now. And when you do, God might just use their wisdom to help you for years and years of being young to become even better. See, being young is, is amazing. It's awesome. And we don't want you to miss it or just try to fast forward through it and skip past all this stuff. We want you to get the most out of this time in your life for it to be the best years, not to be years that you look back and you hate, but to be years that you look back and you're like, man, that was good. Because one day, you won't be young. And maybe tonight, you make that decision to find a godly mentor for this school year, a tribe leader, a parent, 
a friend's parent, a teacher, a coach. You see, the options are endless. And this school year might just be the best one yet if you do that. See, all of the things that, that stress you out, all the things that scare you, that confuse you, they might just seem a little bit easier because you have that mentor in your life, that person you can turn to, that person that you can rely on, that person that's been through what you're going through and can help you. And I know that as a young person, it can sound annoying to be told to find someone older to listen to, find somebody who has experience, like you've heard it before. But trust me, there's a reason that Timothy was able to lead a church at his young age, and it was in large part because he had Paul, an older mentor in his life. See, if you want to do good things, if you want to do great things in this life, find a great godly mentor. Find a great godly mentor. And as we head back into worship, I want you guys to think about this. Think about this through worship. Think about this as you head back in the tribe groups later. I want you to think about your response to this question. What impact could a mentor's wisdom have on your life? What impact could a mentor's wisdom have on your life? Think about it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the examples that you have given us with Timothy and with Paul and throughout the Bible of, of mentorship, of people seeking out mentors that have wisdom, older people that can pour into them. So I pray that as we go on with this school year, Lord, that you would not only inspire them to find mentors, but you would provide for them great godly mentors in this life. People who, when they feel depressed, when they feel anxious, when they feel worried, when they feel confused, when they feel like the whole world is crashing down around them, that they can turn to and say, I need help. See, we can't do this whole thing called life by ourselves. We can't do the Christian walk by ourselves. We can't do any of it by ourselves. So I pray that you would light a fire under them, that you would inspire them to find somebody who has that experience who can help them because it can be life-changing. Pray that you'll bless them, you'll show them how much you love them each and every day. And pray this all in your name. Amen.